This is West Virginia Morning. It is 744. I'm Joseph Zuchevich. Claw Hammer banjo player Aunt Jeannie Wilson was recently honored with a Legends and Lore signpost in Chief Logan State Park. Her house was always open to anyone. She, uh, all the kids that grew up down there where we lived on Crooked Creek would hear her music playing. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. A West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources supervisor has been indicted in a federal investigation including, uh, involving COVID tests. Caroline McGregor reports. Timothy Pretty is accused of signing off on $34 million in COVID-19 tests and supplies without verifying the invoice's accuracy. According to the indictment, investigators were trying to establish if vendors were overbilled or fraudulently received payments from federal money distributed through the DHHR. Huge inconsistencies were discovered in actual tests performed and the number of COVID test kits the state was paid for. During his Thursday briefing, Governor Jim Justice said it was a confusing time for the country. To say it was not a challenging time, I mean, for crying out loud, it was tough stuff. You know, Tim Pretty is, is suspended at this time from the DHHR. We'll have to let the courts make the decision on his fate, that's for sure. Pretty was appointed director of the DHHR's Center for Threat Preparedness in 2022. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Caroline McGregor. A $10 million reserve account going to West Virginia's food banks has now been activated. Randy Yowie has more. The Posey Perry Emergency Food Fund is named for Governor Jim Justice's uncle, who volunteered to help feed the hungry much of his life. In his weekly media briefing, Justice announced that the $10 million allocated from the current state budget was now heading to the Mountaineer and Facing Hunger food banks. For the food pantries and everything, they will, will, I guess, coordinate with the food banks and we'll get this money to them and hopefully be able to help a lot, a lot, a lot of folks. Both food bank directors say this funding release will offer community partners needed resources to purchase food during this critical time of the year. Pantries associated with both the Mountaineer Food Bank and Facing Hunger Food Bank networks are strongly encouraged to seek funding by contacting these organizations directly. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Charleston. Governor Jim Justice is encouraging all West Virginians to reflect on the importance of early childhood literacy this Friday. Chris Schultz has more. In July, the governor declared October 20th National Early Childhood Literacy Awareness Day in West Virginia. During his regular briefing Thursday, Justice called childhood literacy absolutely essential. The more you have the opportunity to read to a child at a very, very young age, do that. Because it will only make them better and better readers as we go forward. And those folks that that are great readers seem to excel in every way. The proclamation Justice signed cites a national assessment that showed West Virginia's fourth graders are close to 10 percent behind the national average in reading proficiency. The recently implemented Third Grade Success Act hopes to address early childhood literacy shortcomings. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. Recently, dignitaries gathered to honor claw hammer banjo player Aunt Jeannie Wilson with a Legends and Lore signpost unveiled in Chief Logan State Park. Brianna Heaney Hat was there and has the story. You could often find Aunt Jeannie Wilson somewhere along this road in Chief Logan State Park, where the Legends of Lore marker is now playing her banjo surrounded by a crowd of neighbors. 
Her house was always open to anyone. She, uh, all the kids that grew up down there where we lived on Crooked Creek, uh, would hear her music playing, and she would be on her front porch in the swing playing her banjo, and you'd hear the music all over the neighborhood. She invited all these artists and different people to come and sit on the front porch and play with her anytime they wanted to. That's her granddaughter, Beverly Smith. She said she grew up singing and dancing along to her grandmother's music. Oftentimes, her grandma would walk down to the park to play. Smith says within a few minutes, she would have a crowd. Wilson played old mountain-style music, which predates bluegrass music. Old mountain-style music is a blend of northern European music, namely Scottish and English ballads, and African dance and hymnal music from enslaved African people. The clawhammer style of playing originates from enslaved African-American musicians who made the earliest banjos out of hollowed-out gourds with animal hides as strings. It was distinctive of early southern Appalachian mountain music. It's different from a bluegrass banjo style where the strumming hand of the player is pulling upward. Clawhammer got its name from the claw-like shape the player makes with their strumming hand while playing. Unlike bluegrass style, the player strums downward, often using the tips of their fingers and nails. This creates a beat-driven, rhythmic sound. She always just used her fingernails, and she strummed it like you would a harp. But it was very unique style. Friends say Wilson was a mountain woman through and through. She would hike up into the mountains to find poke and creasy greens and mushrooms to feed her family. She was a sharpshooter with a shotgun and hosted big dinners at her house every Sunday. She just stood for what was pure and old from the mountains. Uh, I always considered her tops as far as the heritage, the music, and she had the most beautiful right hand on the banjo, smooth as a ribbon. That's Bobby Taylor. He met Wilson at the 1950 Mountain State Art and Craft Fair in Ripley, where Wilson had become a regular. You had to be tough to be an old mountain lady of that time period. Wilson was born at the beginning of the 20th century in Logan County. She married at age 18 and had four children with her husband, James Dewey Wilson. In 1939, she lost her seven-year-old child to pneumonia. Later that year, her husband died in a coal mining accident. You had to suffer to be able to play the music and have the feeling and soul in it like she had. Taylor says her understanding of pain and true sadness is what made her such an enlightened musician. People that's really suffered, you can feel the chill in the music. All of that comes through. The chill and the sorrow, the pain. Also the good times, the light, the dancing. Wilson went on to play for Ronald Reagan in the White House and often played for Arch Moore, the former governor who, according to her grandchildren, wrote her letters from prison. 
Now, nestled in Chief Logan State Park, sits Aunt Jeannie Wilson's Legends and Lore Marker. The marker is thanks to the Logan County Chamber of Commerce, West Virginia State Parks, the National Coal Heritage Authority, and the West Virginia Folklore Program at the West Virginia Humanities Council. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Brianna Heaney at Chief Logan State Park. So I am a roving gambler, rove from town to town. It is 7.52. This is West Virginia Morning. And for weather in West Virginia today, mostly cloudy skies, showers, and chances of thunder throughout temperatures in the mid-50s. Tonight, cloudy skies continued... More showers, lows from the mid-40s, with Saturday partly sunny skies, windy temperatures from the mid-50s. Saturday night, mostly cloudy skies, lows from the mid-40s, with Sunday mostly sunny skies, and temperatures from the mid-50s to low 60s. Monday, partly sunny skies, temperatures from the mid-50s to low 60s. This week's episode of Mountain Stage was recorded in Clarksburg at the beautifully renovated Robinson Grand Performing Arts Center. Host Kathy Matea welcomes fiddle man Jason Carter, who joined us with his all-star band of friends. Our song of the week is Carter's performance of Queen of the Nashville Night from his 2022 album Low Down Hoedown. Like she used to rule my heart She steps out of the limo When the paparazzi starts She flashes the cameras left and right She's the queen of the Nashville night We came here together Between us one guitar I became a picker Or she became a star But that's okay as she did all right She's the queen of the Nashville night And I got the wonder Baby, if the sun's ever gonna shine I got the wonder Baby, if you're ever gonna change your mind I got the wonder Baby, if you can ever be so kind I got the wonder Baby, if you're ever gonna change your mind Change it anyhow And 
If you pardon me, I've got to be whistling Dixie now Over in the corner, just outside Of the clean earth in Nashville night Having a baseball was Jason Carter and friends performing Queen of the Nashville Night on the Mountain Stage. To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website at wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. Our Appalachia Health News Project is made possible with support from CAMC and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm Joseph Sechevich. It's 7.59. You're listening to West Virginia Public Broadcasting.